the Bible Study Podcast, episode 802. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Philippians with chapter 3. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on with chapter 3 of Philippians, and it starts like this. No confidence in the flesh. Further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same thing to you again, and it is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcision, we who serve God by his Spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus and who put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reason for such confidence. If someone else thinks they have reason to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law, a Pharisee, as for zeal persecuting the church, as for righteousness based on the law, faultless. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through the faith, through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and the participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so, somehow, attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So I'm going to pause there. That's five paragraphs or four paragraphs, and it's rather dense, and there's a lot in here. So he starts this thing with... Rejoice in the Lord. Okay, we've already had that theme. And he says, it's no trouble for me to write the same things to you again. It's a safeguard, and he's safeguarding against those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. Now, if you didn't pick up the clue here, he's talking about the party of circumcision. And we need to clarify who he's talking about. It's most clear probably in the letter to the Galatians where he writes to the Galatians, who people have come in after Paul and said, oh, hey, your understanding of what it means to be a Christian is wrong. You have to be Jewish to be a Christian. You have to get circumcised and you have to follow the Jewish laws. And that's the party of circumcision. And they were coming out of Jerusalem. He's had various run-ins with them. Peter, at one point, we're told, after the people came from Jerusalem, stopped eating with the Gentiles because he got caught up in that and Paul had to rebuke him. So this it's an ongoing issue in the early church is, is Christianity its own thing or is it a Jewish sect and you have to become Jewish? And Paul's understanding and Peter's understanding back in Acts 10 
when he is with Cornelius and the Holy Spirit comes upon him is that you don't have to be Jewish to be Christian. You don't have to convert to Judaism. It's Christianity is not just for people who are of Jewish heritage, that Christ died once for all. But there are these people who are going around saying that, you, that that's not the case. And so Paul is talking about them when he says, watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. And then he says this strange thing, which makes more sense in the context of that, for it is we who are the circumcision. Now, he's not talking still about physical circumcision. And he uses this elsewhere in his writings and talks about that circumcision that takes away the body of the flesh. And in the New Testament, that term the flesh tends to be all of those things where we are putting confidence in the body or all those earthly desires and things like that. And so this flesh is in opposite to the spirit as the devil is in opposition to Christ as the world is in opposition to God, the creator and, and creation. And so this, this term that is used here, put no confidence in the flesh, Jesus has died so that we can have victory over sin and therefore over the flesh. And therefore, Paul is saying, we are circumcision. We who are the circumcision, we are the ones who have victory over this flesh. That in the Old Testament, there was this symbolic cutting away of the flesh, uh, the circumcision. We don't need that anymore because there's a more important victory of the flesh that has happened through Jesus. Okay, that's rather complicated, but that's what's going on here. And then he talks about confidence. He's saying these people say that they are more Christian by their definition, that they have, because they are more Jewish, they are more Christian. And he says, if that were the case, he said, I have, I have more reason to be confident than they do even. He was, I was circumcised. I was the tribe of Benjamin. I was a Hebrews. I was a Pharisee. I, I was so zealous for the faith that I was persecuting the church. You know, in that sort of righteousness by the law and those sort of following the law, he says, I was, I was there. I was that guy. I followed the law so much so that it made me persecute the Christians. But he says... I gave that all up. I lost that standing. And I consider it now a loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Now you have to think about everybody who liked Paul before, Saul, before before he was a Christian, they have now turned their back on him. He has given up the position that he had within the Jewish society. He's given up all of that standing instead for faith in Christ Jesus. And he says, the things that I have lost, I consider them garbage, which is kind of harsh, but he's saying they don't have value for me. I gave up these things, but I don't consider that I lost something of value. So when he says garbage, he's saying something that has no value, right? that I may gain Christ and be found in him so that he can be centered in the love of Christ, in the, in the presence of Christ, in the kingdom of Christ. He says, not having a righteousness of my own. So I'm no longer trying to earn 
that righteousness that I that I easily could have claimed, that righteousness that I had because I followed all the laws and I followed them well, says that is not where my right standing with God comes from anymore. It now comes from what Christ did for me. And that is true of us also. Our right standing with God doesn't come based on you have more faith than I have or you do three Bible studies a week and I only do one or you have memorized so many scriptures or you give so much to your church or any of those things that can be outward signs of, again, that kind of righteousness that the Judaizers had, that that they had of let me show you your faith in this way. He's saying we don't get our righteousness from that. We get it through what Christ did for us. And I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his suffering. Now, a lot of us can understand that first part. That second part sounds really tough. Becoming like him in death and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. But when Paul talks about participation in his suffering, he lists off in, I think it's 2 Corinthians, how many times he was beaten and left for dead and how many times he was shipwrecked and how many times he was he was whipped. And he's quite literally talking about sharing in the suffering of Christ. But again, that is not where his righteousness comes from either. His righteousness comes from what Christ did for him, but he's participating in Christ's suffering. He says, I do all this so somehow I can obtain the resurrection from the dead. So somehow I can, I can be part of that. He says, I haven't already obtained it. I haven't already arrived. I'm not already the person I want to be. I'm not already, you know, that all that. But he says, I want to press on. I love this section of scripture. This, this particular paragraph has a lot of richness for me. I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. What did Christ take hold of us for? What was his goal? And we've talked about many times in this podcast that his goal was to restore the relationship between us and God, that we might be in relationship with God. And so he says, I press on to take hold of that, that take hold of that relationship, take hold of that love that God has for me, take hold of that for which Christ took hold of me. He says, I haven't already taken hold of it. He says, I'm not done. (laughs) I'm not perfect. He says, you've been around me. You know that. If you've been around me personally, Chris, not Paul, you would also know that. Not perfect. Could drive you crazy. Just ask my wife. 41 years. Been driving her crazy. But he says, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I don't think, he says, so much about what I'm not and what I have done or haven't done, but I look forwards and I move forwards. I press on. And press on, to me, has this richness of pressing against force, like walking into the wind. You know, when you're, you're pressing on, you're moving forward, even though it's not always easy. And he says, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. This is part of that whole analogy that he likes to make in his letters about running the race with endurance and running the race with your eyes on that prize. And that prize is to boldly stand before the throne of grace in heaven and hear the words, well done, my child. 
I'm going to end it here this week. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. I hope you also will press on this week that we can all press on so that we can stand shoulder to shoulder before the throne of grace. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. We hope to better equip you to be salt and light for your community. Uh, We hope that we can help you to go out and be a reflection of Jesus Christ to those around you, uh, to your friends and your family, and especially to those that do not know Christ. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.